0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome to the podcast. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. How's everybody doing today? I pray that all is well and that everybody is blessed. Amen. We're going to talk about some really exciting things today. And um, I want to thank you all for you who have tuned in to the podcast and all of you who have been a blessing uh, by going on to YouTube and going on to all the other platforms to hear my latest single, You Can Have What You Say. And that's uh, You Can Have What You Say. So I praise God. And we because you have, you can have what you say. With that being said, we're going to go ahead in a word of prayer and we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes of what God's saying to you today. Amen. Father, we praise you and thank you. For the blessing of the Lord is maketh rich and addeth no sorrows with it. Lord, we just ask you right now, Lord God, that you would speak through, through me to us, Father God, regarding what you say to the church right now. Father God, we pray, Lord God, if there's someone who just does not know you, that want to know you, Father God, and your peace that surpasses all understanding, We pray that after after this broadcast, Father God, that, Lord, this broadcast, that they will reach out to you and you are reaching out to them. We love you, God. We praise you. We thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and everything that will come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, I was up this morning and God had led me to 1 Samuel chapter 24, and I said, okay, so... Um, we're not gonna it's it's we're not gonna um delay today. We're gonna get right on in it and seeing what God is saying because it's some very interesting things that God told me. He was talking about we're in, in a dog fight. And I said, A dog fight, right? He said, but it's a spiritual dog fight. And I said, Well Lord, what is a dog fight? He said, Well look it up. Um It's, it's normally it's when uh it's a blood sport, generally between two dogs against pit between two dogs one another and it's a tournament that spectators look at it's a blood sport most mainly it's for money and um, personal gain and different things like that but it's a blood sport and the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities spiritual wickedness and high places so we know that this is the fight that we're in, and we have to see it exactly as the word says it and what we know. We know that the enemy is a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, even now, because he's saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. What is the Bible for? The Bible is our blueprint for our lives. It's just not a bunch of words. It's just not for us to read it. This is for a blueprint for our life. How we're supposed to conduct ourselves and as well as the uh, blessings that we can have. This, is, this book is all about learning. It's all about wisdom. It's about instructions. And it's about guidance. Amen. So let's look. We're talking about a spiritual dog fight. We know that what we're going through right now, there are so many people that have been paralyzed with fear, hopelessness, uh, the suicide rate has gone up, a whole lot of different things. But I want you to know that there is still hope for the hopeless. There's hope. That's why the Bible says, Hope in God. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Bible also says, Uh, You can't serve two masters for you'll love the one and despise the other. That means unconditionally that God loves us. So unconditionally we should love him back. We have to trust God that whatever circumstances, whatever situations that are coming our way, that nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. So there's just going to be a couple of passages that I am going to um, um, uh, to read, and so um, and then we're going to go ahead and um, see what else God has to say about. It. I'm looking at my notes. Yes, I am. So I just thank God for the notes. But I hear just heard God say, "Put the notes away." So we're going to put the notes away. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So this is where it says David spares Saul's life and this is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 24 starting at verse 1 It said when Saul had returned from the following the Philistines It was reported to him saying David is in the cave in the wilderness in Engedi. Uh, then thank you Lord then Saul took 3,000 chosen men so when he said 3,000 chosen men, God was saying here that he took the best of the fighters. He took the mercenaries. He took the, the green berets. He wanted Saul, uh, David's life so bad. He didn't want to take weak men, weak men who couldn't uh, 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 hawk him down to try to destroy his life. He took the best chosen men that, to kill, go after David's life. He said, out of Israel, and went to seek David and his men in the front of the rocks of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens by way, and a cave was there. And Saul went in to relieve himself. When it says to relieve himself, he went to go use the restroom. You know, they didn't have restrooms back then, but he went to relieve himself and then he went to go, you know, on a potty break. Because he had been out all day and all night, just with with this 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 deception on his mind, this anger on his mind, this bitterness on his mind, to seek after this man of God. And you know the thing about it is, um, sometimes I heard a woman of God say this years ago, is that sometimes the enemy would eat the salt that try to eat the salt that can, that God sent to preserve them. We know, and there's parts in the scriptures where we know where David, when Saul had got stripped of his anointing by God, how he was tormented. He was so oppressed, so depressed, so suicidal and tormented in his mind. We know that David was classic. He was very skilled on the heart. And we know where David had to go in and play skillfully on the harp to soothe the torment of Saul. That's how awesome he was in the prophetic. That's how awesome he was in worship and in praise. Uh, even knowing that you know Saul really didn't care for him that much, he loved him. And the Bible tells us, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good unto them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Even if there's, you know, the Lord was showing me today about there's so many chasms in the body of Christ and so much division in the body of Christ. One of the things with this, uh, the with the pandemic and with the racial tension and the racial wars and wars and different things that are happening around the world What's happening is the true colors are coming out. When I say color, I don't mean color as in white or black. But you're true, what the Bible said it's not what's in a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of a man that defiles him. So we're seeing all of this division. And we're seeing even within the church some racial inequalities in the church. And God is very... God showed me this morning that he's very displeased with that because God is not about a black church, he's not about a white church. He's not about a Methodist, he's not about a Lutheran. He's not about a Presbyterian. He was he's called us out to be a part of his body that when he when he comes back that we'll be pre- prepared to return with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said without spot or blemish. So what God is doing now in this season and has been doing since Passover and in this season of COVID is refining the body of Christ, refining the church. He has been cutting away. I just, as I was just saying, I could see like a cheese grater. I, you know, you have to take and go against that pretty hard. To get the, the 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 quality of cheese the way that you want it to be for whatever shepherd pie or whatever you're making is to you have to put some elbow grease into that with that wedge of cheese against that grater. So <clears throat> what God is saying with us in the body of Christ is that we're when we go in for worship when we go into the the house of God we're to come in there with one mind listen one accord. Uh, uh, for one purpose it doesn't matter about our political views or what we're thinking about who we want in who we want out or none of those things it's about us coming together unified as Ephesians chapter 4 says he calls one to be apostles he calls to be preachers teachers evangelists um, workers it's all for the, the, the edifying of the body of Christ but when there's all these oddities and all these all this backbiting and chasm, that is displeasing the God. That is displeasing God, and it's making it harder for unbelievers and for backsliders to want to be a part of something that is so not reformed. He wants us to be a part. God wants us to be a part. Of him, we are a part of the body of Christ. So, God was sharing that with me. I wanted to throw that in before, before we continue on. So, we see here that David. Okay, so now David. It says here in the uh, fifth, he said he came to the. This is First Samuel again, twenty-four. He said he came to the sheep pens. Uh, by the way, and and Cave was there. And Saul went to relieve himself. And now David and his men were sitting in the rear of the cave. David, that's how, that's one thing I love about God. Is that God will hide you and protect you, believe that, from the enemy, from hurt, harm, and danger. God will always give us a discernment of where to be, when to be there, what time to be there. We have to, <clears throat> amen, we have to be able to... um Hear your small steel voice. There's. I was thinking on. Uh, I was telling my sister uh, how good God is and how faithful is that. Uh, yesterday, I was on my way to work. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I remember the Holy Spirit saying, "Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit." And it was an urgency. I pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And as I was praying in the Spirit, all of a sudden, a car from the right far lane just start kind of pushing his way, <clears throat> amen, into my lane. And I thank God for angels because I do believe in, I totally believe in angels. So the angels moved that car back over. Of course, he sped up in an angrily type of way, but I was in the right lane. Um, But I praise, I praise God, and I'm saying that it's because God knew that David and his men were far, uh, they weren't as many as, I <clears> don't <throat> believe, as King Saul's. But he hid him in the cave in Gedi. Saul, I'm pretty sure that when Saul came into the cave, sure, there probably there had to be some fear there. You know, a degree of it. And any of us who have said that, oh, I don't get any fear, or I don't think this or that, that that is not the truth. I don't want to call him a liar, but that's not the truth, okay? Because initially, if somebody's trying to hawk you down, trying to take your life, and oftentimes in the Bible with David, because of his calling and his anointing on his life, there was always, just like Jesus, there was always somebody who was pursuing him to try to take him out, to try to take his life, to try to kill him, to abort the will of God, Okay? And the Bible clearly states and says, "Touch not my anointed, and do my prophet no harm." So we're not to touch the, the people of God, not at all, any time, with our mouths, with our hands. So it said, then the men of David said to then, then the then the men of David said to him, "This is the day of which the Lord said to you." I am giving your enemy into your hand. So you may do with him as seen good in your eyes. Then David arose and secretly cut the corner of Saul's robe. Now watch this. This is significant. Okay. So David's men were like, Hey, remember God spoke to you and said, This is the day in which the Lord spoke to you. I am giving your enemy into your hand. But watch this there's a timing with God, amen, there's a timing and there's a place, and you have to hear what God is saying about the vindication upon your enemy, amen. Um, So they're thinking in their natural mind, hey, go ahead and get him, he's in here, he's away from his troops, you can kill your enemy off who is trying to seek your life right now, take him on out, because God's given him to you, but watch this. But well, watch this. Then David, so David cuts off a piece of his garment. Uh, and afterwards, David's heart troubled him because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now think about that. Here it is: somebody coming to pursue you, trying to take your life. You know that they're trying to take your life. You have an opportunity to take them out and take their life. But, but the spirit of God. The love of God is in your heart. So you cut off the part of their cloak just to let them know, listen, hey, I could have taken you out, but I'm not gonna take you out. How many of us right now, even today, could say that we would have actually done that and, and been that, that courageous or not trying to make a to, to be a to be a man pleaser? How many of us would have taken that person's life? To save our own. Amen. How many people would have done that knowing that somebody's after to pursue you? It's just like people right now, they're after, they're pursuing you. They're pursuing you for no reason. They don't like you for any reason. People are staging things on your job and trying to set you up for failure on your job for no reason. Yes, it's okay to uh, uh, tell somebody and, and speak to them about. Uh, your circumstance and why. But there's something about true love in the heart of a believer. That we don't. We're, we're in the world but we're not of the world. We don't do the same thing that the world would do. We don't act the same way. When they do things to us. Sure do we get angry sometimes? Yes because the Bible says be angry but sin not. But we don't take vengeance on a person. We don't vindicate with wrath. We don't do that. That's not what a true believer does who uh, is born again with the Spirit of God. We don't take matters into our own hands. We seek God on it. So, because David understood, just like you understand and like I understand, if God has anointed you for a purpose and you are in a love relationship with God, you're not going to do anything to step ahead of God at all. You're not going to do that. So we see here where he cuts off his robe, and afterwards, look at the conviction that David had to just cutting off a piece of his robe. He didn't try to take him out. He said, Because he had cut off the corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, now listen to this. The Lord forbade that I should do this thing to my Lord. The Lord anointed him, anointed to stretch out my hand against Wayman. The Lord, wait, 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 the Lord forbade that I should do this thing to my Lord. So he was saying, God is telling me not to do that to King Saul, not to take him out. Okay. And the Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him, for he is anointed to the Lord. This is where I want to lay my hat, right here. Is that we don't know from day to day, who has been touched by God. We don't. We can't judge people based upon what we think or what we feel or what we see or what they say. We have to trust God that some people have a greater relationship with, some, with God than some of us. We just don't see it. We don't see them in their prayer time. We don't see them in their worship time. We don't see that. So we're not to judge that because The Bible says, touching out my anointed and do my prophet no harm. So God is saying we have to leave leave them alone. When you don't understand something about a person, why they act the way they do, why they are, 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 are angry or whatever is going on with their life, it's not for us to judge that, but really it is for us to pray because God in this season is touching hearts like never before. He's touching the backslidden. He's touching the ones who never knew him. He's touching and redirecting lives back to him. He's bringing back the prodigal sons and daughters. He's bringing them back and he's raising them up stronger and wiser and better. So let them have a break by allow, <clears throat> excuse me, allowing them to be healed the way that God wants them to be healed. They have, We're in a dogfight. We're in a spiritual warfare battle, and it's, and it's kind of tough right now in some cases, but we win the war. All we have to do is continue to ask God for grace and to, to stand, stay focused, stay focused with God. Stay focused. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus. Don't look to the left nor to the right, because God has our best interest. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah's sick canoe. He is Jehovah's shalom. He is our God, our banner. And everything falls subject to the word of God. And to our God who's in the inside of us. Amen. We have to believe that. We have to believe that. So we thank God because we see where, we see where Saul, we see where God gave him not the permission to take him out but to hey still honor him because if we honor people that sometimes don't love us don't care about us God would be the one to heap the coals of fire upon their head let God do it back off let God do what he has to do as far as vindication you still have to walk in the spirit of love you still have to walk in a place of forgiveness because God said if you don't forgive them I won't forgive you We have to forgive them. Amen? And we know later on in the story, we see where uh, David confronts Saul and lets him know, Hey, listen, I saw you come into the cave to relieve yourself. I could have taken you out then, but I respect the anointing on your life. Even though, now watch this, watch this, even though God has stripped Listen, even though listen, it's going listen to this. Even though God has stripped, stripped the power off of Saul to rule, he still was one of God's anointed at one time. So we never know when God's gonna turn it around in a person's situation. So what we have to do is love them in spite of. Amen. So we're in a spiritual fight. We're in a we're in a spiritual just like I said earlier, it's just like the dog fight. You know, uh Pit bulls, a lot of people use pit bulls, they use roosters, and the strongest one always wins. Normally, the strongest ones. But we're in a spiritual warfare that we have already won. This battle has already won. I heard a man of God say it last night, and I hadn't said it myself in a long time, but we are here in this earth to occupy the land until Jesus Christ come. To win souls. And you may be one that is listening to this podcast and you never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Well, Romans 10 and 9 and 10 says, If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and the mouth unto salvation. So let us pray because it's praying time. Souls. Bible said, "He who wins souls is wise." This podcast is about winning souls. It's about winning souls to the kingdom. So when our Jesus Christ, our Lord Savior, come and return, that the Bible says it will be caught up in the twinkling of an eye. The Bible says that the dead in Christ shall re, re, um, rise first, and them that remain shall be caught up in the air. So we already know that it's coming. We don't know how soon He's coming. So let's repeat after me: Say, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Now, Lord, I praise you and thank you for total, total, total deliverance. Now, Lord, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise God. Praise God. If you just did that and meant it with your heart, then you, have a, you are going to each have eternal life. You have eternal life, and Jesus Christ is your Lord. Now, what you have to do from that point on? Not a whole lot. Just love Him. Have your sabbatical time with Him. Listening to Him. Understand that His power is in you over everything. You have dominion in the earth. You have dominion over addictions. You have dominion over sin. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross at Calvary for all of our sins, every last one of them. So, glory to God. So, you're complete in him, you're whole in him, and you'll rest well in him. Get into a Bible believing church, get you a great Bible study plan going on, and take you a journal so you can hear the things that God is saying to you and the things that you are saying to God and follow the instructions of the Lord. It's not that hard to do. He loves you. I love you. And this is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z, signing off. And don't forget to love on somebody. Thank you for those who have been a financial support thank you for the people who are, are looking at the songs and it's been a blessing to you I love you, I praise God for you, in Jesus Christ's name, amen, till we meet again